0: Hi again, everybody, and welcome to the second special edition of Inside Curling. Uh, We've got some breaking news, and we want to bring that to you. I'd like to thank all our sponsors. Inside uh, Curling has been supported by Sports Interaction, Coyote Tractor, Goldline, Nestle Boost, and Meridian. Uh, When we started the podcast, we agreed we wanted to bring you a regular show, and whenever news broke or something that was newsworthy, We would do an update show as soon as possible. And for the second time today, this is one of those times. To the surprise of everyone, uh, Brendan Botcher tweeted out Friday evening that the third, Darren Moulding, would not be continuing with the Botcher team for the balance of the year. Uh, Earlier today, we talked to Brendan uh, about that. Uh, So now we thought it's only fair that we should speak to Darren Moulding. To the surprise of everyone this week, on Friday, Brendan Botcher tweeted out that third Darren Moulding would not be continuing with the Botcher team for the balance of the year. Earlier today, we talked to Brendan about this, so it's only fair now that we speak to Darren about this, and he joins us now. We thank you very much, Darren, for doing this, and I guess the obvious, uh, Darren, is can you walk us through this and why it happened?
1: Yeah, thanks for having me on, guys. Uh, To be honest with you, I kind of knew this was going to happen. I thought um, maybe we, you know, hopefully get to the end of the year together. Um, Actually though, like we were never going past this season. So uh, I'm not surprised that it happened. I'm just surprised that it happened in the way that it did. And just like the statement that they made, they forced me to respond because I was, (laughs) I was getting hundreds of messages and dozens of phone calls worried about me. Like, as soon as they put that statement out, I was driving back to Edmonton. I had to pull my truck over because my phone was going off. It was unbelievable. And I had to put a statement out that I was okay. So, I mean, other than that, I'm not surprised because Brendan and I haven't been getting along for a while. And I know what happens when you don't get along with the
2: skip, then you're, you're done. <laughs> so, well, Darren, have you been like, I guess your group was a pretty tight knit group for the most part, for most of the years. Um, and walking up to that door that night, you probably before the meeting, the team meeting, you probably had an idea of what was going to happen. Had you and Brad or you and Carrick, um, or all three of you, uh, talked about this potential or how did it all come down? Cause you know, I think that's what everybody kind of wonders uh, across the country.
1: I knew after like uh, challenging Brendan on a few issues in the bubble and the way he reacted to it, I knew it wasn't going to work anymore. And I actually try- tried to leave the team in the middle of May. And a lot of people don't know that the people that are close to me know that. Um, in the, I actually uh, wrote them uh, a message saying I was done and that we should meet up and and Karik, who honestly, if it wasn't for him, I'd probably have been gone a couple of years ago. To be honest with you, but I—I uh, I mean, I was sticking around to try and get through the quad, and also, you know, Kark. Uh, I feel like we've become really good friends, and and I was, you know, playing for him quite a bit too. So, uh, you know, the the for me, how did it go down? I didn't know I was getting cut for sure until an hour before I walked in the door, Karak phoned me and he says, there's nothing I can do. You're done. And I'm like, okay. I, so I knew it was an hour before, like on the drive there, I did know that I I was getting cut, but I had a pretty good idea. Um, maybe a week before, but to be honest with you, since I challenged Brendan in the bubble in late April, he's never talked to me or phoned me. So, um, I've initiated a few conversations with him, uh, but it's been very awkward uh, since that meeting. And, you know, I think the bubble ultimately um, was the un- the unravelling of our team, but I do think that we started on doing ourselves likely uh, somewhere in early in the 2019, 2020 season, things started kind of going bad and, uh, but you know you try and you try and stick through it, and you know there was a lot of things. I'm Brendan and I are very different personalities. Uh, we don't have a lot in common with each other, um, but you know we did find some good chemistry out on the ice for for quite a while there. So I'm proud of that.
3: Kind of interesting. This is nothing new, Darren. It goes back to my days. I could relate to you some unbelievable stories that happened 40, 50 years ago when teams no longer were were working together and and weren't winning. But it seems little has changed in 40 years with regard to how this all comes together and it becomes the team and the skip that makes a lot of these decisions. And we're now advancing as a sport to way beyond what we once were. And I thought a long time ago that coaches would become more involved in putting teams together and keeping teams together and to some degree with changes were made, it would be coaches. I thought maybe Curling Canada would be involved, but things haven't changed a lot. Do you think there's a need for curling to kind of move into a new era with regard to how teams are put together? What are your thoughts?
1: You know, um, I like the way things are in Canada. I think it adds a lot of color to the game. You know, it's not a problem when you have uh, skips with good leadership ability, like the veteran skips like Brad Jacobs, Brad Gushu, Kevin Cooey, like those guys that have been around a while, like this kind of thing, you know, I mean, it might happen, but it would be handled a lot differently. I I accept that uh, when I honestly on this team, the way things felt all the time to me, I thought I was getting cut every week for five years. So, uh, or for four and a half years or whatever it was, I honestly thought I was getting cut every single spiel just about. So, um, it finally happened. And uh, I, I'm just proud of what we did, the run we had as a team. I mean, it's, it's business out there and I don't think it needs to change it. Uh, you know, I, it's, it's just part of the entertainment of curling. It's no different than hockey where you know, so maybe there's a trade or uh, falling out with, with management or whatever. It, it's just that it's the players here. Now, with our team, I think in some ways, you know, we, we would have been fine if we would have picked a different coach and fifth, I believe. Because when we had the four of us together, our, that's when we were really close. I mean, I had some good times with Don and I don't think he's a bad guy, but I, the coaching, uh, the way it worked out, he didn't allow us to communicate with each other. He actually stifled communication because all he was, was an extension of Brendan. So if you sat down and you talked in a meeting, you were just talking to two Brendan's. Um, and I just think if we could have had a coach that would look out for everybody, and, uh, you know, kind of try and mediate fairly. Um, We could have had some real conversations and probably fixed because the problems to me were fixable. Um, But, you know, Brendan took it quite personally when I challenged him on a couple issues. And, you know, I knew that that might happen just with his personality, but I took the risk because I couldn't play under the circumstances we were playing under. And I knew, like, I was going to learn whether I was going to be curling with Brendan going forward or not.
2: Well, one thing I've been reading about, Darren, um, across the media is is the business structure. Um, You you question the way the business structure of the team is set up. I I don't know exactly what that means. Um, uh, As far as transparency goes, you've mentioned that. Um, Where where does that fit in? Like, how does that work? What do you you think needs to change in in that team? So, I
1: mean, I don't want to go too far into detail with this kind of stuff either, but, um, I do think that because of the statement they put out, um, saying that I have personal reasons and I'm stepping away from the game, which couldn't be further off, like, I don't know where they came up with that. And if we could have just sat down and figured out a proper way to, uh, put it out into the media, we could have avoided a lot of this, but I needed to, um, Tell say what happened now, unfortunately, um, but yeah. So we sat in a we sat in a meeting um, in late April, and it had been a problem for about three years. When I first joined the team, I um, I was okay with it because a lot of our sponsors weren't mine and and that. But after a couple of years, I uh, wrote an email to the team asking for uh the ability to view a spreadsheet or our bookkeeping on our account and uh just you know not even i never had a credit card or any type of thing for the team i just wanted to be able to see the account and uh, i just thought all four of us should be able to do that and um you know obviously brandon vehemently disagreed with that he took it very personally i was on him for about three years about it and finally you know when um you know uh, at every time things kind of worked out the way that i thought they should have and then at one time you know there were some discrepancies in my mind and i wanted to see where they were i asked to see them and was not you know given that opportunity and uh i knew that was the end i i, I like to say i actually left the team in may knowing that it wasn't going to be able to be repaired um Some, you know, we got through the fall together, but you could clearly see we weren't, uh, you know, we just weren't the same team anymore. And, and I, I think, you know, anybody, um, you know, it's what makes Brendan great too. It's what makes him such a good player is he's savage (laughs) and uh, he's, (laughs) you know, like, and I liked that playing with him and I knew I would get on the wrong side of it one day. You know, for three and a half years, I pushed all the right buttons. You know, when I joined that team, you know, they had major problems communicating. And when it was just the four of us up until when we lost that final to Cooey and Brandon there, we really were making a lot of progress. Those are my favorite years with this team. Um, That's what I'll choose to remember. And uh one of the neat things I find is... uh you you work all of those years to try and win something, and when you win, you realize it wasn't the winning that was fun; it was getting there. <laughs> it was all the all those good times we had as a team back in our glory. I would say in the peak of Team Botcher, and and what you saw was real out there. We were tight, and then when we picked up Dawn, that was it. That it ended that era of our team, and you know, um, I, I do wish the guys luck, especially Brad and Karak, but even Brendan, we worked a lot together, and they're great. They're going to do fine. They're going to find a good player, and you know I'm going to figure out every way I can to kick their butts. So,
0: <laughs> you 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 had mentioned uh, uh, a few minutes ago, Darren, that um, the bubble when you were in the bubble that that was the final straw because of what, how Brendan responded to uh, something. Can you elaborate? Can you elaborate on that?
1: I felt going into the bubble playing in the briar. We were good. Everything was fine. Like we were all getting along well. When I got injured in the mixed doubles, um, I ended up basically in bed for four days and that at that time curling Canada and our team, I guess not me, but our team decided to bring Mark Kennedy on as a fifth, which I actually could see the reason, but, um, I didn't know about it and they didn't let me know about it until, well, the, how I found out about it, to be honest with you, was just a friend of mine knew and let me, let me know that Kennedy was going to be on the team. That was about an hour before our meeting. So that was fine, but I, I was sticking up for Pat because then Pat wouldn't be able to play. So, um, Brendan and I kind of got at odds about that a little. I just would have appreciated a heads up there. And you know, when I was injured, uh, you know, the guys, uh, especially Brendan, there wasn't a lot of support there and I was going through two or three hours of physio per day and in a lot of pain. So I know I got a little cranky in worlds. Uh, you know, I called out a hog line official against the Netherlands. That was a little out of character for me. And, you know, uh, I've talked to that official, actually, we've had a good laugh about it. Um, you know, and, uh, I, you know, it, sure, I, I definitely wasn't at my best in the bubble. that That's no doubt. And, you know, I've been pretty public, publicly honest about that. But uh, as far as that meeting goes, you know, I just wanted uh, transparency in our business affairs. I just, for me, like maybe some guys will accept a different deal. But for me, if I'm not an equal share, for all the work I put in, um, all the sacrifices I make, you know, I, I moved, I left my kid, I uh, you know pay employees to cover for me while I'm away curling so if I'm not equal share and I'm not getting what I think I deserve out of it then I can't do it and that's ultimately the decision that I made when I had that meeting with them so you know on the next team that I join um, that's going to be something that I'm going to make sure of uh, before I'm on the team so learning lesson for me. So
0: we, we talked to Brendan, uh, and Kevin had asked him specifically about that. And Brendan said that you guys split everything equally. Is that incorrect?
1: You, you know what? I, 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 hope that's correct. <laughs> uh, I don't know because I've never seen the financials. So I don't actually know that. Um, all I know is that every time we've ever been paid, it's been in equal round numbers. And I've never seen, uh, any, um, any record of any, you know, uh, I've never seen one piece of bookkeeping done. So um I'll give him the benefit of the doubt there. Uh, I certainly have no proof that it was anything other than that. I mean, certainly Brendan does all the bookings and, you know, he'll, so he'll get all the perks in terms of points on credit cards and all that kind of stuff. And that was something I guess I accepted and enabled, but, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not sure beyond that, uh, where we stand, if you know, the easiest solution for him probably would have just been to show me at some point in the last three years, and then we could have just been done with it. But as a, you know, 39 year old person who's lived quite a bit of life and been in a few business ventures, um, You know, there's some things you can accept and can't accept for yourself. And I'm in a place in my life where I can make those decisions freely and uh, live my life and and curl kind of, you know, in in a way that makes me uh, feel fulfilled and happy with what's going on.
3: So when you are looking to continue with another team, are you going to want to be a third again? Do you want to be a skip or maybe a second? Or what's your thoughts on all that?
1: I'd like to play third. I still think, to be honest with you, Warren, that I, the best is yet to come for me. Uh, I'm becoming a better curler all the time. I'm armed with a lot of experience and knowledge now. And often in my age for my position, this next four years is going to be my best. Um, and I've got some ideas in terms of, you know, I, I need to, uh, drop, drop more weight again. I've had some injuries. I was in the best shape of my life in the winter in, in 2020, 21 and then got injured de- doing uh, weightlifting in early January. And that's, you know, with the back injury I had, I actually, uh, you know, recovered quite quickly and I'm starting to get on the other side of that now. So. You know my plan is to stay ready and even you know improve my fitness. now I've got a nice large off season to work with here so um those guys they're gonna have me uh, on they're gonna have me to worry about yet for four more years so um <laughs> and I, I I can't wait till that first game when we play them and we're on TV <laughs> that's gonna be one. That's going to be when you're going to want to put the mics on everybody.
3: <laughs> so, so maybe you can venture down a new route here. Uh, you put your toe into the mixed doubles pool last year. Maybe you uh, want to become a mixed doubles specialist and go down that road.
1: You know what? That's something I've also thought about. I do like playing mixed doubles. I don't have a ton of experience, but I certainly could build some in the next quad. And I've, you know, I am staying in Lacombe now for a couple more years. It looks like. Uh, so you know, we just got that done recently here. So, um, I my life is set up to curl, and I want to play. And I just think with a fresh start, a little bit more support. I, I honestly think that the best is yet to come for me, and and I, I know I can be a, a huge asset to any team.
0: It sounds like Darren, and I guess I got to ask you: you you can't wait to kick some butt out there? I get that for sure. That'll that'll be quality curling. Um, that you have an idea of some teams already? Have you been approached by some teams? Have you made contact uh, with with some of the teams? Or are you looking at possibly forming a brand new team?
1: Um, I have been in contact with some people. Um, There's definitely going to be some opportunities out there, but I I am just going to take it slow here. The thing is, uh, a lot of people are still finishing their seasons. That's what I wanted to do as well. Um, You know, I... I Maybe could still find my way into the Lethbridge Briar. I'm not sure I I talked to curling Canada yesterday They've declared me eligible to join a team. So hopefully I can uh, Still get that spot in the briar that I earned last year Um, I'm hoping anyway, but that would probably you know, that's that's I'm not sure if that's gonna happen. I probably need to look more to
2: next year, but I think, yeah, I think people will be excited to see what we cook up here. Well, you know what, Darren, isn't it always the case when something like this in all the years you've curled and things like this do happen, uh, it's just the way it goes, but when the first team switches, especially after the Olympic trials, in my experience, all kinds of things can break loose (laughs) over the next 10 to 14 days because, you know, all of a sudden, Uh, everybody feels okay well this is the time here we go isn't it fun I mean
1: (laughs) I I actually was laughing yesterday because I had like I'd say three or 400 messages on my phone and I'm just looking at this I start laughing and I'm just like I could have never imagined yesterday that this would happen. Like it it's, and that's what a lot of people are going to be going through, but you're right. I, I think we will see some changes um, after the quad you always do. And you know, it's probably not a bad thing for me that I'm out there early and uh, people know I'm available. So, uh, you know, I, I really like, I'm really proud of, of what we did as a team, like four Briar files in a row. We finally got one last year. I'm proud of the the guys, proud of what we accomplished. If we just could have figured out a way to make her go a little bit more and finish the season, it would have been great. But obviously, old skipper decided that wasn't going to happen. And uh, you know what? Being cut is, it's part of those things. Uh, It's actually the first time I've actually been cut from a team in my life. So from a curling team. Um, I've been cut from a few baseball teams, but, uh, (laughs) so yeah, I mean, I don't know. I just got to laugh about it. It's, uh, it's exciting. I'm, I'm, I actually feel in a way a little bit relieved to be honest with you.
0: Darren, uh, boy, uh, we sure appreciate your candor. Uh, you, you, you didn't mince any words there. Um, you did, did you talk to Don? You said it was the coach who, who was sort of preventing what
1: you wanted to happen you can't talk to him no uh the problem is you know don is a nice guy uh but you know everything you say to him is going to go to brandon you know that um i've talked to other people who've co- who he's coached that the same thing happened with them on their teams um not as high profile of teams but there's a list of people out there who agree with me and that's okay uh <laughs> i mean i I, i'll call it as i see it and and i'm sure they'll have a different take on it but you know i can tell you right now everything i said today is is from my heart honest and it's easy to tell the story over and over again when you're telling the truth well
0: darren we really appreciate this uh like i say uh, you've been very candid uh and very specific uh about what happened and we appreciate that and uh I love the fact you're saying, Okay, watch me go, baby. Uh I'm not I'm not going anywhere and I'm gonna come back.
1: You know, this is what's gonna keep me going for the next four years. This is fuel. This is what makes people great. Yeah, I'm I'm excited. Uh, whoever uh, curls with me will have a motivated individual on their team.
0: Right right on, Darren. Go go look after your kid. Get back on that highway.
1: Okay, guys, thanks for the year. Talk okay. to
0: you later. Thanks, hey, thanks Darren. Thanks Darren yeah. to you. Talk to you soon. <laughs> bye bye. Well, fellas, uh, boy, uh, Brendan, like I say, was, you know, you, you try and get answers out of Brendan. He's very professional, very tactful, keeps his cards close to his chest. Not the case with Darren Moulding, Kevin. Uh, boy, was he candid. Um, like I said, uh, doesn't like Don Bartlett. Right away said the, the it wasn't working with Brendan Botcher. And, uh, you know, I, I, I get a feeling, Kevin, the, do you think he might be hard to work with when you heard that interview?
2: Well, who, you know, don't really know, but I'll tell you what, um, I think it's important when, when something like this happens that you hear from the people themselves and that's what Darren has done has been very clear. This is exactly how I feel. This is, there's no holding back. And then it's up to everybody across Canada, all the curlers and curling fans to, to decide, you know, in their own minds, you know, what happened uh, with this team and why, why they're not curling together anymore. And I, I just think it's wonderful that, that, you know, you just, just say, say your part and, and Darren did that clearly. There's absolutely no doubt how he feels about the business structure of the team, about coach Don Bartlett, um, uh, about the rest of the players. He was very straightforward with all of that. And I think that's wonderful. Yeah. Warren, he said, you can't, you can't really deal with Don Bartlett is, is what Darren
0: said. He, he, he. Uh, you know, he said well, every time he talked to, to Don, he would just run, in his words, he would just run to Brendan. Uh, pretty heavy language from him, Warren.
3: Well, again, it's the, the confusing situation with how all this stuff is put together. And, uh, again, it's the skips that are the general manager and the coach and the public relations director of the team. And so when a coach is brought on, it certainly is going to be at the skips discretion as to who that's going to be. So it only makes sense that the coach, the way things are put together today, is going to feel beholden to the to the skip more so than other members of the team. So it's one of the difficulties that curling is going to have to get a hold of with regard to these top teams are getting more professional. They're becoming more businesslike as to how they're managed, how they're put together, and how that's all done. And I think it's just another good example of everything we've heard today. That the current system of doing all this is pretty fragile and it doesn't take much to throw it out of kilter and there's really nobody there to really begin to to fix it or or to stop the bleeding before it becomes a gushing wound. And you could watch that team, uh, Kevin and I have talked about it over the last uh, two events or so that they played in. You can tell that things just kind of weren't right and, and they aren't the only one. There's two or three other teams out there that to me has been pretty obvious this fall that the internal chemistry of the teams just wasn't working right and you know often from being a person to i coached football for seven years and when you saw those type of things happening on a team you got assistant coaches who say this year and that year, you can sometimes nip them in the bud before they blossom into something that's going to destroy a team or or destroy a particular player and unfortunately the way curling is today um, we're not able to probably maybe sometimes grab these things when they're just starting to fester and it's allowed to to continue until that, uh, little wound is a festering wound that can't be fixed. Right. Kevin, Darren, Darren said, um,
0: that several months ago he, he knew this wasn't working all, and, and, and maybe more than a year or two ago, he could, he could see it not working. God, God the guy stays with the team. And then he also mentioned Kevin, which I thought was a surprise that he knew uh, that he would not be with the team by the end of the year and yet still stayed with them. is Did that strike you as odd, Kev, uh, that, that, that he sort of decided not to be with the team but kept curling with them?
2: Yeah, that surprised me. I had no idea, and, and that the, he had written a letter in May to, uh, to the team um, not happy with certain things uh, about the structure of, of how the business was being, being run. So very interesting, and, uh, and to stay with the team, you know, I guess that shows a loyalty trying to, uh, to go to the Olympic games and thinking that in April or May is not the right time to change, um, right prior to an, uh, a trials and Olympics. So, you know, yes, it's a very interesting story, um, that nobody, well, not, not many people would have known. So very interesting day, very interesting day. And, uh, but you know, we could all see it coming. I think everybody could see it coming. Darren could see it coming. The team could see it coming, and it was just an inevitable that uh, the split up had to happen. It's just a matter of, uh, you know, how it happened, and and now you know, both Brendan and Darren have been able to say their piece to the fans across Canada and around the world. He he called um he called Brendan a savage, uh, in the
0: interview. <laughs> Did, was that? Uh, Kev, was that a derogatory statement, or was he
2: stating something positive about Brendan? Well, I think you can kind of look at it both ways. Um, you know, it's 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 show, you know talking about Brendan's deep down personality, and uh, as an athlete, as a competitor, um, that's probably yep. a, a good term, you know. <laughs> you're, you're, but you know, there, there's probably a time to uh, in life when you don't want to be that as well, uh, off the ice. So that's interesting
3: but i think uh, on a positive note to to refer to someone in any sport uh, as a savage um, it indicates that they're a great deep burning desire to succeed and that they will go to every extent they have to to succeed so it's uh i, I think it's a it's a good quality but it depends i guess as to where you apply it
0: yeah and you got to admire darren you know uh for talking Specifically about that, everyone's beyond curious, you know, because a lot of times when that happens, a guy's given an interview, you, you just get a vanilla response going, It wasn't working. So, not the case with Darren, Darren Molding, uh, who, brought, who brought us inside. Think Donnie Bartlett's going to be pissed, Kevin, with his yes,
2: comment. Yes. Don Bartlett is not going to take this very well. Don is a, uh, we've curled together for many, many years. We're great friends. And uh, this is going to take Don by a bit of surprise. Yes. Yeah, it's hard to believe because we interviewed Don that, that, you know, anyone
0: would not get along with him. You know, he's like a gentle giant, but uh, Darren didn't. So I guess we'll have to wait and see what Donnie Bartlett says. Uh, fellas, well, this was juicy. <laughs> this was a good day. Uh, boy, we really appreciate both guys coming on. Uh, uh, well, we'll have to wait and see. Speaking of Savage, ironically, Darren Moulding uh, saying, watch out for me, baby. Watch out for me because I'm coming for you. Um, do, you th- do you think Warren, he has a team in mind or uh, you know I'd asked him about maybe he'd start another team. What's your guess, uh, Warren, on how it will end up for Darren molding
3: going forward? Well, I think he's going to be looking at his options as to what may be possible going forward. and I'm quite sure as he suggested, he's already hearing from a lot of people, but it's going to be uh, a path he's going to have to pick carefully as to where he wants to go and with whom and to make sure that he can find some success with the sport as he moves forward.
0: Think
2: he's waiting around for the phone to ring, Kev, or will he start uh, soliciting teams right away? Phone's already ringing, guaranteed. The phone's already ringing, Um, and it's been ringing since Friday night uh, for uh, both Brendan and Darren. They're both really good players and uh, lots of success, Um, top players in the world. So uh, right away. There's no question in my mind that the, uh, the phone's been ringing, there's already a short list made by brendan and there's already a short list made by darren and i would expect by by before christmas uh there's going to be a lot of shakeups in our sport just because you know when the first shoe drops wow it forces everybody's hand if you're thinking of making a change you better get on it because otherwise you might miss out on a great opportunity so uh yep over the next uh, month this is going to be wild times yeah, Kev, you had
0: mentioned uh, Epping may seem obvious, right? They're they're struggling. Uh, you had mentioned a couple other teams that you think are going to be uh, shaken up. Uh, I was surprised, Kevin, you said Jacob's
2: team. Why, why did you? Why do you say that? Oh, I just from watching, just just sitting back at the trials and just watching. Um, and I could be wrong. You know, there's no reason to say that I, I have to be right. But sitting back and and, and watching a tremendous curling team, <clears throat> but the chemistry, I just. I just have a feeling that, uh, that, that Brad uh, Jacobs and Mark just, just don't see eye to eye. And, uh, it's just a feeling I get, I could be totally wrong. And, you know, I'll watch, uh, later today, I'll be getting phone calls from both, uh, Brad and Mark saying, what are you talking about? But anyway, uh, yeah, all I can say is what I feel. And, uh, and I really do feel that yes. Um, I've watched that team closely and it just, just the stride isn't, isn't, isn't there right now, in my opinion.
0: Well, and you think of Gushu, how, how great their chemistry is, right? We had them, you did that interview with both of them, so I, I kind of get that uh, about the chemistry. Uh, well, listen, you two savages, okay, both of you. Uh, <laughs> great job, uh, Kevin, getting them lined up. Uh, th- thanks very much um, to both uh, Brendan and Darren Moulding. So thanks a lot, everyone, for tuning in and uh, enjoying this special edition of Inside Curling. We want to thank our sponsors for supporting this show and certainly for supporting curling sports interaction coyote tractor gold line nestle boost and meridian take care boys and uh who knows what's going to happen down the road see you later kev see you warren thanks jimmy good fun